This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Uh, in Quebec, mechanics are back at work. I guess they work in a fairly solitary way, but uh, that's key. If you do, uh, then I guess you might be good to go, certainly if uh, you test negative. When it comes to being solitary, uh, working in isolation, I mean, many of us are facing that right now, but uh, one who has experienced that in spades is four-time U.S. astronaut. He's retired now, retired U.S. Colonel Jeffrey Williams, who's joined the Oakley Show at Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Colonel Williams, good afternoon. Hello, good afternoon. Good to be with you. Yeah, I appreciate your joining us as well. Uh, are you working in isolation? Uh, I am. I'm working from home. Uh, we're pretty well networked, so we're able to continue our work here. But, uh, of course, it's different. It's always compromised when you're isolated at home. But, yes, I am. All right. Well, if you're isolated at home, I'm just curious then uh, how you would compare the situation for what many people are experiencing now with what you experienced in space with the aggregate 534 days. I mean, that's what is that a year and a half in total? Yeah, well, of course, there's a lot of differences between here and there, but I think the commonality between the two situations is uh, that sense of isolation. The isolation is obviously a little bit different here that we're experiencing right now. Uh, but if if I were to offer something that uh, might be similar, it's I use the analogy of you're in a camp environment, you're camping out, you don't know if you're going to break camp and move tomorrow or if you're going to be in the camp for a period of time, and you end up being there a period of time. And I say every day, improve the camp. So whatever situation we're, uh, we're in, in our isolation, I encourage folks to consider how they might be able to improve the camp. Well, that's interesting to note, because then uh, it shows, obviously, you're drawing on experience. But before you went up, for the first time, was there any kind of uh, mental or psychological training, preparedness that you uh, had to uh, go through? Well, we do uh, some analogous training to prepare us for uh, those extreme environments. I had some uh, uh, an experience to go down to the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean and spend nine days with a crew um, at the bottom of the ocean doing exploration work there. We also have done some uh, wilderness kinds of uh, uh, training where we go out, say, on a backpacking trip or a sea kayak trip uh, for a week or 10 days. And that just... Uh, puts everybody under a little bit of stress, a little bit of a unusual environment, and then we're able to use that to uh, to train ourselves and bring other and, and, and find where our weaknesses are and, and improve on those weaknesses. Yeah, so I'm sure you're going to appreciate that uh, many people for whom this is a whole new experience, never having worked from home or in isolation, uh, there are probably certain psychological or emotional adjustments they have to make. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one of the things I tell people is don't get on a roller coaster of emotions, uh, whether they be positive or negative. Uh, but take every try to temper uh, the the extreme highs and extreme lows, and 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 take it day by day. Well, you had uh, certain duties and responsibilities up there. I mean, part of your job. Uh, was that enough of a distraction? Did you get to alter your routine? For a lot of people, this is now becoming like Groundhog Day, the movie, where it's the same thing day after day after day. I wonder if monotony sets in or there's something else that works away at them, you know, uh, erodes them uh, psychologically. Well, boring is not in the vocabulary up there, but it does get to be a long time, and it can become, uh, it can tend toward being monotonous in a sense, only in that you don't uh, see the end in sight, even though you know on the calendar 
it's, it's over your horizon. So the monotony set in, but to vary routines and maybe develop uh, new hobbies, new routines. Also, it's, uh, I found it very important to focus on what I could do for others. And otherwise, we start focusing on ourselves, and that uh, doesn't usually go well. But if we uh, invest our time and efforts for the sake of others, whether it be family members or others uh, in the neighborhood or a greater community, that tends to keep us going as well. Again, retired U.S. Colonel Jeffrey Williams. He's a NASA astronaut and uh, was up in space for an aggregate uh, 534 days on four different flights. What were some of the mundane things that you missed when you were up there? Things that, you know, maybe we take for granted on a daily basis, but you really missed. Uh, well, I missed uh, time with family, just sitting around the table and eating food that uh, behaved well on my plate, as I like to say, and didn't float away managing that. Uh, it's it's all the personal things that uh, that we too often take for granted in life, and, and most of those things have to do with relationships with the people that are closest to us. Uh, we mitigated that up there by having, uh, I was able to make phone calls every day to my wife and, and family, and we have video conferences every uh, week on a, on a weekend. So nowadays with the technology, we're able to do that uh, for everybody in isolation, just about everybody. We're able to, to make those phone calls or video calls now. I know some of the video applications are becoming very popular, and that's important to uh, to stay in touch with folks. Was that kind of distancing or isolation, uh, did that lend itself to introspection? I mean, uh, did you start to think differently? How'd that alter your perception? Well, I think, yeah, whenever we go through experiences uh, that are a little bit uncomfortable or that stretch us as humans, I think it does change our perspective. Um, uh, some of those experiences can be humbling. We're not as uh, as uh, independent as we once thought we were. Uh, we are. We do have dependencies in life, and and it causes us to perhaps, I hope, not take things for granted uh, where maybe we took them for granted before, and to appreciate the uh, uh, the things that we have in life, particularly with those that are closest to us. Yeah, I'm sure there are going to be a lot of lessons derived from this experience as we're now into week five, and who knows uh, how much longer we'll endure uh, as they're talking about maybe opening things up a little bit. By the way, uh, when you did come back down to earth, uh, did you integrate uh, and assimilate right away, or did that take some time? Was there a period of adjustment? Well, there's certainly a period of adjustment from a physical point of view. Uh, up there, even though we exercise every day, your muscles uh, still take about six weeks to get back into shape when you're here. Your sense of balance takes uh, a week or a week and a half uh, to come back. So that's certainly an adjustment. And then, of course, you have the personal adjustment that, uh, you know, we, we like to joke about it when we're separated uh, from our family. We come back and we interrupt their routine in our coming back. So there's a little bit of adjustment that everybody goes through in that as well. But there's a tremendous sense of relief that also transcends the experience when you come back, at least from orbit. And I think that most people coming out of this will also experience a little bit of that relief uh, as we regain our, our freedoms to go about our business and get back to work. Yeah, this is what we're drawing on your experiences to uh, help shed some light, maybe in anticipation of how we continue to go through this and uh, what we might anticipate on the other end. By the way, when you were up there, you went up four separate occasions. Did it become easier subsequently because you just knew what to expect? 
I would say the the fourth time it was definitely easier I, because uh, not only because that I had been there before several times, but I also learned something interesting on my third time. Uh, it was very difficult when I arrived. Uh, it, it seemed like I had just been there, just left, and uh, now I was back for another <laughs> six months. It took me about a week to kind of get over through that emotionally. Um, but I learned something about myself, uh, and then the fourth time was, was much easier. Uh, so, so I guess the bottom line is it's hard to predict. Sometimes it's easier, sometimes it's, it's not. But we all ought to spend a little bit of time being introspective uh, in observing ourselves and how we deal with things so that we can learn from them and, uh, and deal with future challenges in life. Yeah, you know, that's... Interesting that you would say that in the event, you know, worst case scenario, uh, we open things up and then there's a, a secondary or a third wave and then we have to go back to hunkering down. I'm just wondering how that might play psychologically for a lot of folks. You know, the other thing, uh, Colonel, I'm kind of curious because uh, while you were in isolation and it was 534 days, 76 weeks, as I understand it, when we're talking about maybe uh, colonizing Mars somewhere in the future, hopefully not too distant, but uh, that's a long trip out. And then, you know, people are going to be there. It's anticipated for a long, long time. Is that sustainable? Is that even doable? Well, uh, I think it's certainly doable that we will go visit Mars with a crew and we'll do some exploration activities there. Um, I'm not sure about the word colonization. To me, that that doesn't make a lot of uh, sense uh, in that everything that we need to support life, our life specifically is here at on Earth, and Mars doesn't have that life support system, so we have to take it with us, and then we have to resupply it from Earth. So um, uh, I guess who knows, but I, I don't see it as practical in terms of colonization. But I do think one day we will get there once we get the political will and the and the and the uh, the will to uh, to fund a program uh, to send a crew there so that we can put people on the planet's surface. Yeah, and finally, indulge me here. It's a question, personal interest. I mean, uh, when you were up there and isolated, uh, who cut your hair? You didn't cut it yourself, eh? Because I mean, I got to make some decisions here on terra firma. <laughs> <laughs> well. Actually, I did it both ways. There were there were periods of time where there were just two of us on board, and it was just more practical for me to cut it myself. And and there's usually one option when you cut it yourself: you pick a length and you just cut it all off. Um, but when we had bigger crew sizes, we would uh, pick somebody out of the crew, each of us, and and I tended to cut other people's hair, and and I would pick somebody to cut my hair. So we we got a little bit more style to the haircut, I suppose. <laughs> By the fourth time up, I'm surprised. Well, there you go. If you're up long enough, all your mistakes can be covered up before you return to Earth. Good enough. Uh, Really a pleasure talking to you and getting some insight into uh, what it's like to be away and isolated from loved ones for a long, long time, since many are having to share that experience right now. Uh, All the best to you going forward. Thank you. Stay healthy. Thank you. You as well. There you go. Retired U.S. Colonel Jeffrey Williams in space four times. Flights that gave an aggregate uh, log time of 534 days, 76 weeks. Yeah, I don't think we're going to go 76 weeks uh, with this thing. We're into week five right now, and the grossing is uh, getting to be rather voluble. And uh, by the way, we'll talk about that a little later, because uh, when it comes to people having to stay in, uh, in Detroit, 
Yesterday, there was a protest against the stay-at-home rules. There were people in their cars. <laughs> so it was, uh, maybe the, the commitment wasn't all in, uh, but nonetheless, they were still protesting that and think that these uh, laws or bylaws that are being enacted in a draconian fashion are uh, overreached by the government. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.